0: Welcome to the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. Here's your host, Morgan Colby and Rick Lemon. What's going on, Fantasy Champs? Welcome into the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. My is Morgan Colby. I got Rick Lemon with me, as always. Popping Rick. What's up? What's up? We got buys and sells for you today. We do. Fun stuff uh we're gonna break down some some guys that you should target in trades uh and some guys you should you know, just give away for candy maybe not yeah candy, maybe i not think
1: much. i should trade away mccaffrey did you even look at this bench. list no i pull i just pulled it up now so
0: oh okay yeah so no discussions we're just gonna we're gonna talk yeah, about these things that's okay it's gonna be crazy Um, But anyway, yeah. So buys and sells should be exciting. Before we jump into our buys and sells, check out our website, FancyGems.com. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or any other podcast platforms, please leave a review and share this podcast with your friends. If you're watching on YouTube, subscribe, click the bell for notifications. Like, comment down below any questions. Thank you for the support. If you comment, we appreciate it.
1: Yes, we love we love the comments.
0: Um, all right, buys and sells. We'll start with the buys. Go to sells. This should not be an elongated version of our t- uh, of our of our show. I was gonna say TV show. That doesn't make sense. We don't have a TV show. <laughs> we have a YouTube channel podcast. Yes, a TV be- show. I mean, it would be cool to have a TV show. Yeah, it would be cool to have a TV show. Uh, but anyway, so we're gonna talk about some buys. Um, number one on the buys list for uh, at least me because I made the list. <laughs> how Rick feels about some of these. Well, players.
1: the good thing is I looked at the list and I like it. So
0: okay, good. Um, Javante Williams is the first buy, and so far this season, there's been, you know, like Melvin Gordon has been involved. I think a little bit more than people want. I remember back in the beginning of the off season, Melvin Gordon was a free agent, and um, Rick and I were all in on Javante. We were all in on in, we were all in on Javante, regardless of whether he was there or not. But they bring Melvin Gordon back, um, and so far it's been a pretty even split between uh, Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon to start the season. Um, I'm not really sure what they're intentionally trying to do, but there's a lot of different things going on with Denver that's not great. (laughs) Yeah. Their offense does not – I mean, they scored 11 points last week, so that's bad football team stuff. Um, But week one, uh, Javante had seven – seven rushing attempts, twelve targets, eleven receptions. So he had eighteen touches in game 1, 17, uh sixteen touches in game two, mm-hmm. uh, and he had eighteen touches in game three. His snap percentage has been like moving all up and down all over the place. So uh but the lat he had week one he had nineteen points, which I think, you know, obviously that came from uh his receiving work. Um but he hasn't he's had nine the last two weeks and I feel like you know, if you spent an early second round pick on this guy or a mid second round pick on this guy, you you kind of anticipated getting a little bit more. And I think like buy lows are, you know, sometimes you got to buy low, sometimes you got to buy high, sometimes you just got to get the player that's good. This guy's good, and he has not had a couple of good games. So because of that, you can run out to this person and say, hey, you know, I'll trade for this guy and and give him, you know. slightly less than market value because um, he has not been performing up to par. So I think he's a great trade target. I think rest of season, he's going to be really good. Um, There's not a whole ton of tough games in here besides the Rams game in week 16. Uh, So I, I feel like at this point, uh, Javante becomes more and more a bye by the day. And then Melvin Gordon is old. Like there's only so there's only so much this dude can handle before he gets hurt. When he was healthy and in his prime getting all of his work, he got hurt at least for four to five games a year. So um at some point this guy will be out. Javante will run the table and we'll be good. Um there's only been one rushing touchdown between the two, and Melvin Gordon has it. So hopefully there's more rushing upside. But I feel like Denver has to get better at some point off you would think you would think
1: yeah no i i think Javante's is a great vibe because as you said the schedule rest of the season gets pretty easier yeah. you would think denver's offense is going to get better even if it's not great you know it's going to be better than what it is mm-hmm. um and honestly the usage for Javante so far um i obviously wanted more but i'm i think it's fine in terms of touches like if him getting 17 touches a week he's at his floor right now for fantasy points. Yeah. And he still got 19, which is really good. Obviously, out had all to do with his receiving, but mm-hmm. still 19 fantasy points and then two back to back loops with nine. Yeah. But if nine's your floor, that's an RB1. That's like what an RB1 does, right? Yeah. At, at a floor, like a low end RB1, but still. And he hasn't had a single touchdown yet this year, not only rushing, mm-hmm. but receiving too. He hasn't had a single touchdown, which right. has to do with the offense, but even like some of the goal line work has gone to Melvin Gordon. Um, So I think Javante, as the year goes on, he starts scoring touchdowns. Mm -hmm. He's an RB1 easily. Um, And I would be willing to trade that sort of value to get him. And you could absolutely get him at uh, his price. I think people who drafted him in the second round are a little iffy right now, wishing maybe they took a receiver like AJ Brown or something. Um, And I'd be willing to trade a pretty good package for Javante right now. And I think it's a good time to go get him.
0: Agreed. Um The number two guy we have this is a little bit interesting. I actually read an article about I'm him shocked
1: there. that you put this guy on this list. At you this had a point. chance to draft him. You uh weren't you were out on him Whatever, all year. dude.
0: I'm here. I'm here now. I'm accepting defeat. I actually didn't think he was a bad player, I just Old Man. Old man, dude. I don't like old yeah. men running backs in the third round. Um that's Ezekiel Elliott. Understandable. Yeah. <laughs> Right, exactly. Um, but Leonard Fournette, I think, is a wonderful buy. Um, and it's clear, it is. clear. It's clear that uh, I read this in an article today, so I'm not going to steal the line, but uh, the article essentially said it's clear that Leonard Fournette is going to get run into the ground hmm. until he gets hurt. So opportunity is 1,000% there. He's clearly been Brady's favorite guy at this point. Um, he hasn't produced a huge amount of fantasy points yet, um, and so I think there's a beneficial factor there for you um, to run out and grab Leonard Fournette um, because he's old, and you could use that as against him in a trade. You could tell yeah. the guy, listen, listen, Leonard Fournette's getting old, not looking great early in the season. I'll take him.
1: He hasn't been that good trading the me, So uh
0: yeah, but I think it's a good opportunity to jump on the the bandwagon, maybe the 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 person who has Leonard Fournette on their team a little down on him and they might sell him for a little bit less than normal for somebody that, you know, uh, that will help their team. Um so uh, I would I would go after Leonard Fournette in trades. I think I think, you know, as the season goes along, the opportunity share is just gonna be so much that um it's gonna make those those third round running backs look ridiculously bad.
1: Yeah, and the thing with Fournette too is like very similar to Javante where he has a great floor. What he's doing right now again is his floor mm-hmm. 15 fantasy points, nine finish points, twelve fantasy points. He's doing that without a single touchdown on the season. And this Buccaneers offense I have more faith in will turn it around than Denver because the Buccaneers offense has been extremely injured. So far this year, especially wide receiver and even suspensions. Mike Evans was suspended the game. Mm -hmm. Um, Chris Godwin has only played like a half so far this season. Not even, I think he got injured in the second quarter in week one. Um, And then Julio Jones only played in week one. So you get all three of those guys potentially coming back this Mm -hmm. week. Um, It's going to change how the offense is used. And Fournette is still going to be the workhorse running back. I mean, his snap percentage has been um, at least 76% all season Mm -hmm. Um, last week it was at 91%. Like he's the guy. Uh, If you trade for Fournette and you have him on your team though, I would recommend getting Rashad White just because
0: Mm
1: -hmm. old man running back with this kind of usage is like, it scares me in terms of injuries. Yeah. Um, So I would consider definitely a handcuff for Fournette, but as long as they're using him like this, uh, he's going to, he's going to start producing really big numbers soon once he gets touchdowns.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I totally agree. Um, third and final buy that we have for this week is Jerry Judy. Now I've been trying to get Jerry Judy in a few leagues, um, because like week one, he had a big catch that obviously turned into most of the fantasy point production that we got out of Jerry Judy for week one. Um, I think it was what a 50, 60 yard touchdown catch. Yeah. Something like that, which is what Jerry Judy can do. But, um, he obviously had an opportunity to do some some good things for the team, uh, and then week two he got hurt in the game. So he played uh, basically 18, I think it was 18% of the snaps in week one before he got hurt, and um, basically it put him in an interesting predicament. He only played 18% of the snaps and had three targets. Right. So Not he, he had 14% of the snaps. Oh, he had 14% Fourages. of the snaps. Yeah in that game, and he had three targets. So they were targeting him early and often in that game, and I feel like they would have continued targeting Jerry Judy had he stayed healthy. Last week, it was clear that he was on some form of a snap count. I think he had 66% of the snaps, and he had... This um, says 59%. 59%. Man, what am I looking at for numbers? I'm on Sleeper. I don't know. I, I was looking at Sleeper earlier today, man. No, I'm just mixing know. numbers up. But anyway... You're on drugs. Um, he had, he had uh, around 60% snap percentage on the week. Mm. And he had six targets. So had he played his full percentage of the time, he probably would have gotten eight, nine targets on the week. So right. Uh, this is a guy that I still believe in. I'm yep. less concerned about Jerry Judy and his upside in the offense and uh, more concerned about the offense itself being efficient. Yeah, that's totally fair. We totally have two Denver Broncos on this list, by the way. And that was totally by accident, but I do like. Was it by accident? No. Or is it Broncos country? Let's but try. like this, this begs a bigger question than I asked after Javante Williams. Like, is there going to be some like, is is there going to come a point where the, the Broncos are going to get better offensively and improve, and Russ is going to be the guy that we thought he was going to be, or mm. is this what we're just getting from from? Denver. Because, I mean, Denver honestly looked better at times last year offensively I with, know. with Drew Locke and freaking... And they Pitchwell were a the bottom or, 10 offense in the league. And they were a bottom 10 offense in the league than they than they do right now. And Russ is a better quarterback than both of those guys, even if he's old and regressed. So it's like, no. I just feel like at some point, the tide is going to turn. Denver's going to have a good week. They're going to figure some things out. And when that happens, you're going to want to have Jerry Judy on your team. And this is like the buy low of all buy lows. Like, He's not going to be like people. Like Literally, I reached out to a person today to ask them about Jerry Judy, and they said, and I quote, I'm not selling them low. And that's how you know that uh, that is like the thought process right now because the only offers they're going to get is low ball offers. So um, I would go out and try to get Jerry Judy. I'd be now. willing
1: to trade a real price for Judy, though. But I think in some leagues, I, I'm assuming you asked that in our home league. Yeah. Um, in in some leagues that I know, or people have Judy, Mm. they're very out on Judy, and Mm. they're trying to just get rid of him uh, because they didn't even want to draft him in the first place. So they took a flyer on him, yeah, and he has been um unproductive in the first three weeks. But if you look into it, like um, and I was telling you this, I think before we started recording, like he had the twenty point week in week one, yeah. Then he had three targets in the first quarter, got injured and then was on a low snap percentage this past week. So it hasn't really been his fault. The offense is a legit concern, though. That offense is hmm. scary and not in a good way. Um, it has been bad. I think to answer your question of is the offense going to turn it around yeah. or is it going to stay crappy, I think it's going to be better than this without a doubt. I don't think it's going to be as good as we, we might have yeah. hoped for. Yeah, Yeah. and as as we thought. But it's gonna be better than what it is now. And even if if that's the case, like if they're an average NFL offense, that's gonna be good for Judy.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And that's gonna have an increase in efficiency for him. Um, And if he has like those eight to nine targets, like he was on pace for in week two, and he had seven in week one. So if he's in that range and the offense is more efficient, he'll be fine.
0: So uh, to the you know, I, I feel like this should be a discussion that we have after week after week four. But uh, on the season so far, I mean, obviously Judy's had some injuries, but who to you has looked better, Jerry Judy or Cortland Sutton?
1: Sutton's definitely the more stable guy. Like, yeah. you throw it to him, you need the catch. But Judy's more explosive. There's no doubt about that. I mean, if you watch yeah. the Broncos, like, I think Judy's more talented in terms of, like, you know, there's guys in the NFL yeah. at the wide receiver position that can just make something they happen. Plays, yeah. Um I, I texted see, you see with you the Rashad catch. Bateman slant, and that kind of like caught my eye when he took that slant yeah, seventy five yeah. yards in week yep. two against the Dolphins, mm-hmm. um, and just how explosive he was, how fast he was, that quick little jittery moves like that's what Judy is capable of. Yeah, and Sutton is not, but Sutton is definitely the more like like he's not going to drop many passes. He yeah. he's a big target, good red zone guy. Like he's he's the safer play without a doubt. Yeah,
0: once they get the offense kind of moving in the right direction. Um, I definitely feel like we're gonna start seeing who the real guy should be in the offense at that point. Um, mm-hmm. because I, I agree with you. I Rick. don't know if it's, like they
1: have it. Like it seems like they really. I mean, oh I don't know send, there's not. There's always gonna be the like, guy. It seems like when we I target both guys
0: when I watch the games. I yeah, I feel like it's just an even target share between the two. Like they're not choosing a guy that's better. It's just at the end of the day. Who if they're both getting the same amount of targets, who's gonna be more efficient with the targets? Um you know. You know, and and it could be it's gonna be 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 Slutton unless Judy
1: gets those big plays, which will happen on some weeks and some weeks it won't.
0: Yep. So I mean, and then if the if the talent really does start showing out for Judy where he starts getting more comfortable, I think at that point Judy will overtake these guys. But um anyway, let's get to these cells that we have for this week quickly. Uh number one on this list is DK Metcalf. Uh, Metcalf has been getting a pretty decent target share. I think it's um, I think it's ten a game.
1: Yeah, just about. Um, he had twelve this last week. but Before that, it was six and seven. So,
0: yeah. So I mean, he's so, like, my he's been in a vicinity MVP. where he's he's getting a majority of the target share. That's for sure. And and obviously, we know that because Metcalf is the guy. Um, the Seahawks have not floundered completely as people would expect. And I think it's just because. They have Tyler Lockett, they have DK Metcalf, they have two good running backs, they have an okay offensive line, like, they have pieces there to make things work. Sure. They basically traded situations with the Denver Broncos, um, you know, which, where Denver was, like, in a position to win, but they just need a quarterback. Seattle, I think, is in an okay position, they just need a quarterback, um, and they don't have one, but... Metcalf I think is a guy that we were out on we thought he was going to be a bust Um, I still continually believe that he had 17 points this week after having eight and seven to start the season Um, didn't really do anything different yardage wise and catch wise uh, but he did catch a touchdown and that changed everything for him so I think for DK Metcalf like you're going to have weeks where you score 17 points and those weeks are going to be good. Um, And I don't think he's a bad player to have on your team or roster. Like, I'm not saying that he's going to bust out and not have, but like the weeks that he doesn't score a touchdown are going to be eight, nine, 10 point weeks. And then weeks he does score a touchdown are going to be, you know, big 17 point, 18 point games, maybe 20 point games if he really does well. But I think that's the ceiling of DK Metcalf. So based on this seventeen game perform uh, seventeen point performance this week in PPR, like I feel like you can take that, sell it to another person. Say DK Metcalf is here to stay. It doesn't matter who's quarterback, and you know, and send him along his merry way. Because I don't think there is going to be a lot of these seventeen point performances. Right. Like, I would say, like if the over under is five for touchdowns on the season for DK, I would say it's right at five or under. So, um, <laughs> and he just had one of the weeks. So now you only got three left. So I would, I would just trade him away now um, to a QB needy team. I mean, a QB needy team, a wide receiver, wide receiver needy, yeah. needy team and, and, and get him going. So, yeah, I,
1: I kind of had the same feelings about it. Um, he does have a good week this week against our matchup this week mm-hmm. against lions, but um, yeah, Metcalf, like when you watch him play, you can tell he's, still ridiculously talented, great player, but yeah. you're basically banking on Geno Smith having great weeks when you start Metcalf. I mean, this week, 325 yards, two touchdowns. Metcalf gets 17 fantasy points. First two weeks of the season, Geno Smith doesn't yeah. have 200 passing yards and mm-hmm. Metcalf's under 10 fantasy points. So I personally am not going to bank on Geno Smith, Yeah, which is the whole reason I didn't draft Metcalf in the first place, but he will have some, some big weeks. Um, and I think you can capitalize on those big weeks. Uh, by trading them away. So yeah, I'm not a big Metcalf guy again, long-term sure, dynasty. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But for redraft, I'm, I'm kind of out on him. Yeah. If you can trade him away, get some good value. Um, I think you should probably do that.
0: Okay. Agreed. Uh, next guy that we have is Austin Eckler. And this is the most What's interesting one that I feel like <laughs> that was the one I thought you might disagree with. Um, I, you know, this is one of those players that I had a, I had an opinion on, in the, in the off season, and I mm-hmm. didn't really share it too much because he's one of the top rated running backs in fantasy football, and I was like, I don't want to do that. You just have an inkling or a feeling that something's gonna happen. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and you know, he's not a bad player to have, but at this point in the year, you have to start tempering expectations. It's only been three weeks, so obviously things can change, but. Austin Eckler had 20 rushing touchdowns, or not 20 rushing touchdowns, 20 total touchdowns last year. Yep. And that's not something that Eckler has typically done. He's usually around 8 to 10. And so without 10 touchdowns, he dropped 60 fantasy points. If you take 10 away, and that changes the numbers entirely. He becomes like an RB 9, 10, or 11 at that point instead of the RB 3 that he got drafted as this year. So I think the excitement for Eckler in this offense and the way things were going um, outweighed the actual production that he was going to bring us and there was going to be regression in the touchdown category. And I think I even said that in the offseason. I don't think he's a bust. I think he's still a great player to have on your team. I still think he can produce just what you drafted him as and what he is going to produce for you rest of the season are two very different things. And if I'm a fantasy manager and I'm looking at my team and I'm going, okay, I have Austin Eckler and I'm seeing that he's not producing as much. I would say now is a good, as time at as a, a good, at a good a time as ever. Wow. That was so hard to say. I was going to
1: say you, I think you, you
0: had it the first time I probably <laughs> did. Um, but right now is a good, as time a good a time as ever to take Austin Eckler trade him away at that top three value and see if you can get a huge huge like like trade back value um because I I, I just don't like if he continues to not play well every week he doesn't you lose value and then he becomes right. He even becomes a buy low. I mean, who knows? Maybe if he keeps sucking, we put him on the buy low category <laughs> later in the season. But like, I just feel like at this point for Austin Eckler, like if he keeps going downhill, which is what the ex you know, not downhill, but if he keeps producing at the same level he has been, then the value will keep dropping on a week to week basis. And if that happens, the longer you wait, the less you're gonna get. So like right now, you can still probably get him for top five running back value. And if that's the case, you should definitely do that deal.
1: Yeah. So I was gonna ask you like would you would you trade Eckler straight up for Barkley? I know you've been thinking yeah. about Barkley. Yep, you would. Yeah. I and I think um I would too. It might even be too late to do that after this mm-hmm. past week. But um Yeah. Yeah, I so I do think it's might be a bad week again to put Eckler on this list just mm. because he's playing Houston this week and he very well could get 20 fantasy points. But yeah. the idea would stay the same because I'm with you with Eckler. And it's clear what the Chargers are tr- they're trying to use multiple running backs, they're mm-hmm. trying to get other guys involved. Yeah, they want Eckler to be more of like just the passing back and who gets a couple carries here and there. Mm-hmm. And that's still good for fantasy, especially in an offense. Like he's gonna start scoring touchdowns. It's similar to Fournette and Javante in that sense, where yeah. like I don't think he's not gonna have any touchdowns. So the touchdown increase is gonna happen. Um, so his face point totals will go up. Mm-hmm. But he's not going to have a monster touchdown season. He has been so right. bad on the ground, so bad—two point five yards per carry. So, in that sense, it's different. Like Javante and Fournette haven't been bad, and they've gotten the ball. Right. Matter of fact, Javante has been pretty good. I think he's at like four point six, four point seven yards per carry. I think yeah. Fournette um, has been pretty decent as well. But Echo has been really bad on the ground, and his, I mean, his points are purely coming from receiving for the most yeah, part. right. And I don't know if that part is gonna gonna change. So even when the touchdowns start coming in, um, I don't know like how great he's gonna be. He's gonna have a good floor because of the receiving, but is is it third overall pick or is he in the same tier as like Fournette and Javante, the guys that we had in our buy list? Right. You know, I think I think he's kind of in the same tier as those guys. Like, I don't know if there's a huge difference between mm-hmm. him and Leonard Fournette rest of the season.
0: Yeah, which is shocking. Um, I heard a podcast the other day. Have him at like, they said they would not be shocked if rest of season he ended up between twelve and fifteen. Um, yeah. So it's like that. That's the value at this point. So trading yeah. trading him away as a as a running back three to five is definitely something you should do. Right. Right. I think rest
1: of the season he's still a top twelve running back for me. But I agree. He's like. I agree. He, he, he's definitely not top five. That's for sure. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So uh, sell Austin Eckler if you can. It's all right to hold him too, if you want to. Yeah. Um,
1: I, I mean, I, yeah, I haven't been in a dynasty league and like I'm trying to win. So I don't like, I yeah, would love I to sell him, but I'm in win now mode. So like, I'm kind of in a but, weird like teams, spot, but
0: the, the teams that drafted Austin Eckler as the third overall, they, they, you know, for example, uh, we're in a league guy drafted Austin Eckler, I think at three. Yep. And, Right now he's currently one and two, and his team doesn't look that great. He's dealing with some injuries, and that's a situation where you take Eckler. You say, "All right, let's see what I can get for him, and see if you can get yeah. somebody to buy him and get some assets on your team that can produce for you now uh, at that at that value that you have Austin Eckler at." So. Um, you know, the Austin Eckler person who drafted them is, is probably getting screwed right now and they want to start turning the season around. And that's a perfect opportunity to, you know, to trade Austin Eckler away and and build your team a little bit further. But uh, anyway, we got one more guy left. Uh, he is a sell from last week and continues to be a sell, even though he's the <laughs> RB4 and PPR Clyde Edwards, Alaire, uh, who has efficiency wise been elite. I mean, he's been really good. If if the opportunity share for Clyde Edwards-Alaire went up, uh-huh. he would be a top three running. He'd be Kareem Hunt. Yeah, but like, I don't know what the Chiefs are doing. I don't. I don't know what wow. they're doing. Uh, they're winning, so I mean, I'm not gonna question it. But, he also
1: had seven carries this week for zero yards. That's, that's kind true. of that's
0: not great. That's not like, great.
1: and did you it's see the game. there's a video on Twitter that showed the all twenty-two of one of his runs. He had a wide open hole yeah. and he ran right into the back of his offensive line. And I was like, oh gosh.
0: Yeah, there's dude, just that, there's, it was bad. There's things that you see um for Clyde on tape and in game. He's great really in the passing game they're and very he has concerning
1: and some decent runs. But. No,
0: I know. He does have some decent runs. So it's just, but he is he's inconsistent. Uh, but the main concern is he's averaging like 12 touches a game. And right. That's not good. That's not good. That's not good production. And it doesn't look like it's changing. Jarek McKinnon, every week, you know, Clyde plays well, Jarek McKinnon still outs him. And it's like they're not giving him more work. They clearly don't care to give him more work mm. and they, they want to go with Jarek McKinnon, Isaiah Pacheco and, you know, Clyde as like a three headed, you know, backfield. Ugh. And basically what Clyde Edwards, Hilaire has essentially become is just a bigger name version of Damien Williams. So like to me, at some point, the efficiency is going to stop. And at some point, you're not going to get a touchdown. And at some point he's going to stop producing or get hurt. And you're going to end up with a player uh, who is completely un you know, unvaluable as a piece. Uh, and, and you're going to be going, Oh, what well, what the heck? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. oh, I thought I had, I thought I had a top five running back, but what I really have is this. And what you really, in fantasy football, it really is just following target share and following workload until you get an opportunity, uh, you know, just see if that guy can produce. And for Clyde, it's just twelve carries a week or twelve opportunities a week is just not going to get it done for your fantasy team. So I would trade him away while he has the, you know, the top five running back status. You know, obviously you're not going to get that for him, but people are going to want him on their team, especially RB needy teams. So I would take advantage of that and try to get something for him.
1: Yeah, it's so gross, dude. I mean, seven carries, zero yards. 14 fantasy points, it's ridiculous. Um, he hasn't had a snap percentage higher than 44% all season. Yeah, McKinnon actually outsnapped him this week. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so bad. I, I would be running around, doing everything in my power to try to trade away well, Clyde right now. Yeah. Um, it's just gross. He's in a full RBVC for sure. And yeah, he gets a little bit of receiving work, but he he's not like he's getting like 10 targets a game. Um, he's just been really efficient with this because tar- he's a good, he is a very good pass catcher. So he's been mm. efficient with his targets 12 targets, 12 catches, two touchdowns. Yeah. But he has three touchdowns in three games. Um, it, it's not looking good. He gets Tampa this week, which has a really good run defense. I would be shocked if Clyde um, keeps it up this week and it yeah. might be too late to trade him after that. Um, you know, maybe later on in the season they start giving him more work. But until then, uh, I'm,
0: out
1: on Clyde rest of the season yeah
0: and he's the RB4 oh boy that's tough it's just one of those weird it's one of those weird things where it's like how could you like I talked about in you know way towards the end of draft season like the last freaking possible chance I started my head flipped on Clyde and it was like he could be one of those post type breakout guys who I liked him in like the sixth round oh yeah in the sixth round yeah. is great but a post type breakout guy where he ends up finishing in the top 12 this year uh and no one ex- no one expected or anticipated because they were so sick of him
1: exactly and, exactly, and like yeah. so I was
0: like why not let's give it a shot I mean he's clearly gotten the pass catching mark which is good. But it it is disconcerting. Like, he will continue to be on this sales list until something changes. If if Kansas City all of a sudden decides to treat him like Kareem Hunt somewhere at the midway point in the season, or the efficiency that he's showing through the air, and not this week, obviously, but that he has shown on the ground, at least in the first two Mm -hmm. games, if that starts to shift in Clyde's favor, to the point where Jarek McKinnon becomes a non essential to the offense and it's just 60, 70, 75% of the snap percentage goes to Clyde. At that point, I'm feeling great about Clyde and and he's fine to hold. But at this point, I don't think that's gonna happen. So you know, just Kansas City's using everybody. They're throwing poop at the wall and hoping it sticks, trying to figure out what they're gonna do off that what they're gonna do offensively outside of Travis Kelsey. Well, maybe maybe we'll be lucky and Clyde will be good who knows but anyway those are your sells you have any more thoughts on any of these guys no I think that's uh, that's about it okay there you go buys and sells for week four got some hot takes on there got some easy ones Uh, hopefully you can get these guys before we head get the buys before we head into the weekend and sell the guys before we head into the weekend uh, that you need to sell Um, but anyway enjoy football this week see you later guys you. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Champions Podcast. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes and YouTube and follow us on Twitter at the FF